Recorded live in Balkata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, welcome to episode 22 of the Talk and Power podcast. I'm with co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini. How are you, Simon? Good, mate. This is our uh, first episode for the new year. It is. It feels like it's our first episode ever. <laughs> it does. It does, actually. We're, if you're not watching the video, we're recording um, in the, your workshop in Malaga, so thanks for having me down here today. Malaga, the second most tuned capital of the world. The second. <laughs> we got an interview tonight. We do. We are going to be talking to Jamie Paolucci. He is the event director of Race Wars, which is going to be on March 3 to 5. The long weekend, by the way, I might add. I for- oh, it's a long weekend, long weekend of March down in Albany, lovely Albany. So get down to Albany. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's good value. Like when you compare it to the other sporting events around, it is incredibly good value. Oh, this is incredible. I couldn't believe it. $20. Everyone that's listening, $20 for entry. Kids under 12 are free. However... This is for the the whole weekend. Yeah, it's, it's this isn't $20 like a... per day. This is for the whole weekend. That's correct. Let's yeah. put that in perspective. You can go to the footy and, and watch, what, an hour and a half? You can buy a hot dog for $20 <laughs> at the footy. How much does it cost to go? You go to the footy, well, you used I'm to. I'm a member. <laughs> I'm a member. So that, but, yeah, it costs a lot more than that, I can tell you now. That's ridiculous. A lot more. It is a lot more. twenty dollars. That has got to be the best value for money event. Like you, it, it's barely, it's barely dearer than going to see a, a movie. Mm. No, that's right. And the drags is like forty five dollars or mm, something. Yeah, and that's and that's like what six hours, eight mm, hours, something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, four hours. Finishes at ten, doesn't it? No, one would argue you can go in there from from eleven o'clock and watch a uh, qualifying. So. Maybe not. It's longer than that. Yeah, but, 11, but the actual racing is... Six you know, you, you've got... 80. Look, for $20, you've got the quarter-mile drags, mm-hmm. the half-mile drags, mm-hmm. and the 1,000-metre VMAX. Yeah, but then you've also got um, uh, and cash days as well. You've got the cash days. Yep. Then you've got... If you if you go into the town, you've got the, 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 the events... Kebab through. and cars in Albany. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we should add, the, a group... Uh, entry is $75. That gets five people in. That can get up to five people, $75. Oh, no, it's crazy value. Yeah. Crazy value. You're crazy if you miss it. Yeah. Anyway, we should get Jamie on the line and, and have a quick chat with him. We should. Let's do it. Hey, Jamie, let me <laughs> let me formally introduce you then. So you're the event director of Race Wars, which is coming up March 3 to 5 uh, this year down in lovely Albany. Um, yes, the lovely city out. 
So thanks for joining us uh, here. Um, as we go into Race Wars, look, I've, I've followed Race Wars for a number of years, even back in the uh, Wild Catchem days. Um, you've moved yep. down to, to Albany now. Be- better facilities? Well, look, I'll get a little bit too far into it. Um, Race Wars was born because a bunch of guys having a few drinks thought about getting somewhere off the road where they could stretch the legs of their cars. We're all like playing and tuning in our cars of all denominations. We're not specific to anything in particular. Um, John, who's the other director of the group, he um, had some contacts with the uh, Wild Catching Airport. And before you knew it, an event that was going to be designed around 20 or 30 guys as word got out and it grew and grew. And before you know it, we had to find a uh, suitable insurance group to provide us coverage for a, an official public event. So that that spanned over 13, 14 and 15. Hmm. Um, while Captain Council didn't want to proceed any further with the event, so uh, in the interim we decided to, to sort of close race wars down. Unknown to us, we had started some discussions with Albany Council yep. uh, in 2016 uh, and the idea was Look, you know, the, the processes for planning and approvals and everything else, as well as cast, given it's a, a federal facility, you know, $76 million airport, people don't just hand them up. Yeah. Um, well, apparently they do. But um, <laughs> the, the, the council were very, very, very progressive. They're, they're very proactive in, in utilising um, a spectacle. Uh, they took a risk with us and they gave us an approval in a much shorter time frame than we had anticipated. So that's, as such, 2017 sort of grew very, very quickly over the course of 2016. Yeah, okay. It's, it's uh, kind of become yeah. a, like a bit of a, 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 a tourism um, a tool for, for the city of Albany as well. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know well. people that fly in from all over the world, let alone all mm. over Australia, just to go to the event. Definitely. Big, big feather in uh, yeah, the, the cap for you guys. Well, look, they took a punt with us because, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, we, we, we have a very good facade for a, for a bunch of hoons that just need to get somewhere and, and have a good time. We're, we're, we're realistic about that. We're, we're, not, we're not, event, not an event management company as such. However, the council seems to nominate us the best event group they've ever dealt with up to date. So mm. that was... Uh, that, was <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, Look, the the event has certainly provided a lot of um, income streams for the council. I mean, over the course of the weekend, some of the stats were we had ten, uh, we had about seven and a half thousand people through the gates over two days um, that we counted. Uh, we generated about four and a half million dollars worth of wow. uh, income over the course of the week. There was about an average of uh, five day stays or five night stays for, for most people coming to the region. So, you know, we'd, for a first go, yeah. we, we, we knocked it out of the park. And I suppose it, it gives, gives um, a bit of weight to the fact that if you build it, they will come. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it sort of forced our hand that we had to run another one. Just the event, you know, sells out in a week and the, the influx of, of inquiry, media outlets, you know, it, it gets seen all around the world. So, yeah, it's a very humbling experience, but, you know, we have a ball doing it. It's a lot of work. It's all volunteer work, and it's generally late at night because John, my my um, partner in crime with this, along with Jessica and, and Paul, uh, he lives and works out in Egypt most of the time and, and 
Africa. So, yeah, you know, we're working on very, very uh, unique timelines. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's one of the things is it's we're not just instead we won't get into the racing right away. Let's just talk about some of the yeah. events that you have before and and after. So the kebabs and cars in yeah. Albany on the Friday night. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll even go a little bit further because really race war starts ramping up in February. Yeah, that's when that's when the, the the grand show, if you like, starts to really roll on. So we, you know, once ent- entries close in October, uh, we move through and finalise. There are there are your standard entries as well as platinum entries, which are a bit more VIP. Um, they have all the the, the um, bells and whistles that gets mm-hmm. finalised at the end of January. So that list gets finalised now. Uh, and then the first thing off the bat is scrutineering. So yep. scrutineering starts up um, through February, and our, our sponsors, Magic Nissan, uh, have provided their facilities for um, the scrutineering, which will be on tenth, seventeenth, and twenty fourth. Uh, and members of the public are allowed to attend. We'll have a marquee there with all our merchandise and bits and pieces, and there'll be an array of cars over the course of the day that are getting scrutinized. So. It's great for if you for the budding mode who wants to come and check it out. Yep. Uh, and then we sort of have um, Old Faithful Bar and Barbecue. Once one of our sponsors, they're a foodie sponsor at King Street in Perth. We're holding a barbecue and banter night on the 12th of Feb. Whether we'll that'll be up on the Facebook page, and we'll have um, a special menu and, and probably a couple of cars on display at the front, etc. Just to kick off from the social side of things, and then the first kebabs and cars for the year mm-hmm. is at the Shannon's headquarters in Canning, uh, Cannington, which everyone's probably aware of. We've, we've held a couple there now last year. Yep. Um, that's probably the official kicker for, for race wars with, with that show and shine and a few awards, etc. Um, but new for this year on the 25th, the very next day, so we've got a very busy February, um, we've got a coastal cruise uh, and a dino day yeah, okay. um, on the 25th. So, yeah, that's that's throughout the, the month of February, and then we kick into the weekend that is Race Wars. Yep. So, as you pointed out, we do have a kebabs and cars city meet in the city of Albany mm-hmm. on the Friday evening, uh, and that's pretty just a, a precursor to, you know, everyone rolling in. We've got a couple of convoys that are making their way down over the Friday and Saturday morning, yep. so we can sort of control the traffic and the flow and make sure everyone gets down from Perth to, to Albany in one piece. piece. Uh, the uh, the police were very very happy with with attendees and and how everyone behaved. So we just want to maintain that that good decorum with um, the traffic department. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, and then the event kicks off on Saturday morning. Fresh, we're out on site at six a.m. Gates open, I believe. They quote me. I think it's eight a.m. Yep. Um, the but for this year, we'll actually have the gates open for some competitors on the Friday evening just to try and remove some of that bottleneck when people um, rock in on the Saturday morning. Okay, all right. And Jamie, I know that you know mm. you guys have never had motorcycles at the event. Do you see in the future, yeah. you know, the, the possibility of, uh, you know, a, a, a section for motorcycles to compete? The, well, look, the, we get this asked every year and we'll look, we get inundated with emails and, you know, we get guys pleading and I, I feel very sorry for them. Um, the, the reality of it is for race wars and the event that we run, uh, we can't have bikes and cars. We just we won't get the coverage for it uh, from, a, from a liability perspective. Uh, and the reality is from a commercial perspective for us, at least, uh, we sell the event out for, for cars. Um, we've put out 
um, a lot of calls in relation to other members from motorcycle groups. If they want to run an event, we can help them to put one together. But realistically, the amount of time that uh, you know is invested by us to run this event just as a car event uh, and just the number of cars and providing the, the ample seat time so people get that value for money out of this event, uh, it just doesn't allow us any scope to actually run an event for motorbikes. No, fair a fair call. That's yeah. a fair call. Well, Lisa, the question's been answered because, you know, I've, I've often had it asked and I haven't known yeah. why, but there you go. They're, they're, uh, that's yeah. a valid reasoning there. Oh, mate, I'd love to see a turbo busser against one of the, the twin turbo lands or something of the like. You know, you'd, you'd have, you know, the, the gods racing each other. You know, that, that'd be a spectacle in itself. But the, re the realistic thing is we can't coverage to run that event. No, fair enough. That's fair That's enough. Nuts. And if, if I mean, it could, but then you start looking at entrants having to pay a, a, a phenomenal amount of money for a limited amount of seat time, and it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. No, no, we get that. Um, some mm. of the events that are on during uh, race war, so you've got the quarter mile drag yep. roll on, uh, half mile drag yep. roll on, and the 1,000 metre yep. VMAX. Can you explain just a little yep. bit about those three? Well, we start off on the Saturday with the 400-meter roll-ons. Yep. It's a good warm-up. You, know, you, you know, we've got a lot of competitors, you know, that, now that the event's got a, a few years under its belt, they, they build cars specifically to come to race wars. Yep. We've got entrants coming from all over Australia this year for the first time coming to race wars. So the 400-meter roll-on, it's just people get a feel for their car. You know, we've got a of cars that are developing well over a thousand horsepower and the number of cars that are doing that are growing within a year so the 400 meter roll on really is almost like getting your, your learner's permit you know we'll, we'll sort of uh, have a look at the guys that are, that are and girls that are lining up and, and sort of rolling their cars on and, and ensure that everything is aligned with right the scrutineering right. process and the cars are fair. Uh, but we don't want to take up too much time, so we'll run a few hours in the morning with that and then kick in straight into the 800 meter because the 800 meter, you know, ultimately everyone loves the 800 meter. You get a lot of seat time. It's, it's a great spectacle for the, the spectators. Um, and we'll run that all the way through to close on the Saturday um, late afternoon, mm -hmm. uh, at which day, at which point we get to a very exciting part of the event rolling into Saturday evening where cash days oh, kick yeah. off. Yep. Yep, and so that's uh, Jordan. Yeah, and Jordan uh, looks after that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think there's a bit of an unknown uh, entity being Jordan Leith. I don't know if anyone's heard of him before. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, um, I think everyone's heard of Jordan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, last year was our first attempt at that, um, and it was uh, look. As with everything, we sort of got inundated. We had spectators we didn't expect to see. We didn't have enough lighting. Uh, the infrastructure was a bit limited, but again, it was the first time. So this year, we have a lot more lighting. We have a lot more viewing area. Uh, we'll have a, we'll be a little bit uh, better equipped to, to run it. But you know, the heads up cash days um, new for this year is with cash day entrance. Uh, you get a cash days premium, so that can actually uh, compete with some of the 400 meter on the Saturday, so they can get a bit more value out of the um the weekend because a lot of these cars some of these vehicles they're, they're, they're true 400 meter drag cars um they're not designed or geared to do the the thousand meter or the other meter for that matter so yeah. we want to try and give these guys as much seat time as they can yeah okay no no that's fair enough also yeah. jamie i've got to ask you last year's winner john yeah. now forgive me if i pronounce his surname wrong kopchev um Yep. He had an unfortunate incident at Barbagallo a few months ago. Is he 
Correct. Uh, has he got another car ready for, for Race Wars this year? Yeah, good old John. I mean, he's a gentleman. If you've ever met John, yeah, you I have actually. Yeah. Guy, he, he is certainly, he, he's definitely an icon for, for motorsport, motorsport enthusiasts, and, and just, I think, humans in general. Mm. Such a lovely guy. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, John, John did have an accident. He, did, he actually uh, started the process to repair that car, mm. um, but I think once they really started to peel the layers off, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't, I, I, look, I don't know the, the details, whether it was financially, whether structurally it wasn't viable to proceed. Yeah. Um, he's since purchased another car and he is Hammer and Tom getting that package oh, wow. together uh, to, to defend his crown for um, 2018. Okay. Um, but that, that's, that's one of probably quite a few cars that are really set to rock the, the top 10, I think. For 2018. We, we got any new competitors for this year that you want to talk about, uh, Jamie? Well, look, I think, you know, first things first, you've got John Cockjess and Matty Haynes. They were first and second. Matty Haynes in the, the uh, Tiger Mica R32 GDR. Uh, and to point into perspective, you know, you've got a twin turbo V10 Lamborghini versus a 2.6 litre uh, single turbo GDR. I mean, all drive is king. Uh, when it comes to these sort of events, just getting the power down, putting a lot of power down, and be able to maintain a straight line with the, with the right rate of tyres, all-wheel drive is, is the best system. Um, there was a 0.65 second uh, kilometre difference, sorry, oh, wow. uh, between the two cars. Granted, the the Lambo was almost a second faster on the ET, but when it came to top speed, which is what it's all about, um, there wasn't a lot in it. Um, there is. David Christie is putting together a twin-turbo, I think it's a VX Commodore, uh, and that's with a Frankenstein all-drive combination, I think, out of uh, a Crossade or an Adventurer, I believe. Wow. That's he's, different. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, if you're on the uh, antilag.com forums, I think he's got a, uh, a, um, a build thread on that about it. It's ama- I mean, the guy's a bit of a... Um, a bit of a um, mad professor when it comes to the LS side of things, but we're really keen to see that. A uh, gentleman uh, by the name of Jamie coming over from over east, he's got a, a, a Lexus twin turbo powered select with a GDR driveline in it. Uh, he was well over 300Ks running the east. Uh, we've got the Willow guys from our South Australia. Um, very, very keen to see these guys. They've got two cars coming. Uh, one's their billet blocked R35 GDR. That's running about 1600 horsepower. Um, and they're looking to try and have a crack at the record. You know, the current record stands at 336 odd Ks. Um, we're confident we'll see 340 plus this year. Wow. There's, um, there's, there's a plethora of performance and horsepower coming. But out of that stable, the twin turbo Lamborghini that they've been developing um, over the last 12 months, they've just designed, or probably not just designed, but they've been designing a billet block for that. Um, they're claiming 2,500 hang on, horsepower. Hang on, hang on, Jamie. A billet blocked yeah. Lamborghini. Correct. <laughs> billet blocked, 5.2 litre V10. I don't know the, the specifics, uh, but they're claiming 2,500 horsepower, mate. What was the budget on that build, just out of curiosity? <laughs> I think I think uh, when you get to that point, there is no budget. There is no budget. I mean, Willow Willow are, are a performance engineering firm in South Australia, so this is their, their you know this is what they specialise in. But mate, uh, you, you got to think about it. Once they get through the first 
200 metres, they get well into third and fourth gear and you can get all that horsepower down. That thing's going to run like a cut snake. And, and they're 2,500 horsepower. Did I, did I hear you right? You heard me correct, mate. Believe me, I keep saying it to myself sometimes. <laughs> 2,500 horsepower. And I believe there's more in it. This is, this is the first stage of where they want to try and develop the car to run 2,500 horsepower. The ultimate go- goal may be beyond 3,000. So, so where, where is the line drawn with an event like this as to what cars are eligible and, and what aren't? I mean, could, could, I, could I rock up with the door slammer and, and enter it, or would that be considered not appropriate? <laughs> appropriate, Mate, we want, we want everything. Like we've, we've had a, um, a, a young, young gentleman. He's got like a 70, 73, I think, 74 Skyline. It's just an NA two-liter, four, I think, I don't even know it was a six-cylinder. He was one of the slowest competitors. He came for three years. He had an absolute ball. Race Wars, we have a lot of really serious competitors, but it does not limit who comes and what you bring. If you bring a door slam up, the, the biggest problem is, on, in that regard, if you're looking at the 1,000 meter, is the scrutineering and the tyre ratings uh, are very specific. So, but... At, at ultimately, at the end of the day, if you can meet the requirements, which aren't, you know, it's, it's similar to going to a, uh, a, um, a street meet on a Wednesday night at the drags. Uh, your car meets, you know, pretty standard common sense safety protocols. I mean, we always recommend if you've got a, a fast car, and a, like a genuinely fast car, a cage is a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I think probably as, as the event grows, and we're mindful of this, as the horsepower grows and, and the, the, the chassis setups really start to evolve, 1,800 metres isn't enough to accelerate for 1,000 and slow down. So the, we may have to start implementing uh, parachutes in the not-so-distant future, yep. I believe. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... But in, no, there's no limit. In perspective at the drags, we accelerate for 400 and we have 600 shut down and we use parachutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey Jamie, yeah. I have to ask the AU. How's yeah. the Falcon? How's that going? Is that going to be? Is uh, that going to be ready? Mate, <laughs> oh, if you've seen online what we've been doing yeah. with it, we we've donated a turbo and the uh, the wastegate outlet on the turbine housing was um, fouling on the the um, pedal box or the, the booster, and uh, that was a bit of a problem. However, we've just received a uh, precision turbo 6466 so we're going to try and shoehorn that in there we want to keep it all under the bonnet we were talking about having stuff hanging out of the bonnet and everything else but yeah this has all sort of come together in a, in a short amount of time so we're on a, a very strict budget to get it all together but the manifold's in we've got a motec ecu has been donated that's in there we've got um the exhaust about to get fabbed up the heads come off we've just put some valve springs and studs in there just to try and stop it from exploding on its first run. Um, where, uh, we've got the intercooler that's on there, the injector and fuel system's going in at the moment. So, look, we're, we're hoping we've got to get the, um, the training controller in place um, and if it all holds together, and you know, from all, well, everything we know, the, um, they are a pretty stout little package and everyone loves an AU. Mm. Pretty much the Australian icon of Australia. Really. <laughs> um, you know, 
Uh, we, we're hoping for mate, if it puts down 500 rear on E85, that'll be our course car, or as we call it, the Race Wars unsafety car, which goes against everything that. we're trying to promote. But <laughs> mate, we went to Albany. We went to Albany in November to have a chat with council and really tie up a couple of loose ends as we get to the business end of the of the time frame. Uh, and John and I have been waxed lyrically about the um, about the AU Falcon and doing a build and you know these things escalate really, really quickly they don't need beer to escalate it's just you, you get into that discussion with a couple of mates and things just just blossom and you think great that's a bloody great idea so we were in albany and we just arrived and john goes we're going to do this au falcon i went you know what mate if we don't do it now we're not going to do it and i said hang on a sec pulled out the laptop gum tree there was an ad that had been five hours old rang the dude up was a one owner 112,000 kilometres, oh, wow. went and had a look at the car. Five, yeah, An hour and a half later from being in Albany, we were the owners of a new AU Falcon. <laughs> so, yeah, we were there for four days, mate, and we had a, a, a monster of time driving in that thing. Got the radio to work again, the air conditioning works. You know, it's the little things that really you know, give you memories of a journey like that. So yeah, yeah. it's on target, and I reckon, yeah, it will be there, and yeah, we'll be there to upset a few people. I've heard, I've heard that you've got some uh, competition in the AU stakes with Simon Lesby uh, dropping a turbocharged Gen 3 into one. Is that is that rumour yeah, true? Yeah, well, that's, well that's, it's true. I mean, the, that guy's, you know, he, he, he doesn't think straight, that dude. You know, you've taken, you've taken a single overhead cam, great fix, like that... You know, he's cheating. Yeah. He's cheating. No, he listens to the right? show, you know that. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him out because the, the bottom line is he's cheating. But, you know, we'll head to head. There's no problem because we know that our, our AU is the real deal. It's, ja- it's legitimate. Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> we're going to talk about calling people out. Me and Nick were discussing this earlier. Oh. But we think we think we need to call okay. you out with the Camry. We, we think it needs to oh, be done. Yeah. Mate, is that Camry ready to go? It's it's ready to go. I'll fire it up on the two-step if you want. <laughs> well, look, we were we were hoping that in over the course of um, February, if we could get this AU up and running, we were going to try and get it down to the drag so we could just see what it does um, and just you know run the, run the car in. So if you know if if everything goes according to plan. Um, I'd love to call you guys out, and, and we'll do a heads up down at, down wow. at the motorplex. On the motorplex, we'd love to have a set. This sounds like a plan. It this does. <laughs> there you go, live everyone. <laughs> yeah. No back to Jaffa anyway. We can no, do a, a live stream on Facebook for race wars. You guys can do the uh, live stream for your um, podcast. So, oh. It sounds like a plan. All right. No, I'm liking this. Oh, well, I'll let you and Nick organise it. <laughs> my my, my, yeah. uh, my co-host over here, is, uh, his wife's his lovely wife's having a baby right at the start of Feb, so we might have to we might have to do a bit of a bit of all. You, you can drive. Mm, yeah. He's scared. Well, He's scared of a Camry. Well. I can drive, but not well. <laughs> Oh, mate, I reckon you'll talk to you across the bloody lane. Down. I'm scared. I'm scared. Have you got spies? <laughs> well, we, hey, funnily, you know, no laughing matter. We've got one competitor who's an Albany local. He's got a Magna um, V6 with an extremely large turbine. That's making about, last we checked with him last year, 630 at the front wheel. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I've been, I've been yeah. telling Nick that we should be doing a Magna next. I said, nah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 3.5 big block, mate. That's a small motor. I know. 
bit lazy revs, but Dan, that was, I mean, that was fry the tires hard. The poor kid, I think he's gone through a couple of gearboxes and he's been, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of um, information out there and bulletproofing available for the old vulnerable Magna, so, yeah. But he's set standard, you know, that's what you want, you just want that diversity. No, that's right, yeah. Hey Jamie, look, we'll, uh, we'll we'll wind it up here. Just just in closing, yeah. weekend yeah. spectator entry for March third to the fifth down there. Twenty dollars yeah. per person, is that correct? Yep. So kids twelve and under are free. Yep. Twenty bucks per person for the weekend. Uh, a group of five is seventy five bucks. Oh, it's cheap. My absolute pleasure yeah. having yeah. you on the show. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys can make it down there. I will endeavour. I don't know about my co-host, but I'm endeavouring to get down there for at least one day. I know Albany, and for those yeah. listeners that are not familiar with Albany, from Perth to Albany, three stops if you're really that way inclined. Williams, Cogent up, Mount yeah. Barger if you need to. Yeah. Otherwise, you drive straight through. It's a lovely town, Williams and oh, Cogent if you need to. Albany's it's a, beautiful, a beautiful drive beautiful for those place. And there's so been. many beautiful oh, places around it, Tall Bay, etc. Yeah. You know, I spent a lot of time yeah. there as a kid. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Great yeah. weather too. Yeah. Yep. There's a bakery at every stop. There is. Some there of the is. best some of the best meat pies in Australia. <laughs> oh mate. Well we, the drive the drive is, you know, four hour four four and a half hours. It's not a big drive. No. Grand scheme of things. We're 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 a little bit selfish in Perth because we're so used to having the in close by, but it's not a big drive and, and realistically it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, Jamie, well, thanks for your time and uh, pass on all our regards to the Race Wars team. I know there's uh, Jonathan Murray as well and um, and the rest of the guys. So, yeah, pass on our regards and we wish you all the best. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you, mate. See you, Jamie. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 All right, that was Jamie, and once again, thanks to Jamie for his time and and uh, all the crew at Race Wars. I know they 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 actually that's not their full time gig. They, they yeah, actually I know. work I know. full time. Just just uh, that all happened a bit too quick. Did did we call him out or did he call up? <laughs> uh, uh, wow, I don't think he's much backing down. <laughs> I I meant down at Albany, but okay, we'll go to the drags. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happened very quickly, but either way, it's 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 the thing in, is, in you know, electronic media. The world record for a Camry's at twelve one, and we've seen AUs with stock motors go nines mm. with turbos on them. So yeah. we're not looking good, <laughs> especially when you said I'm driving. <laughs> well, well I can't not, drive. I'm going to be busy. Oh, we're certainly not looking good. By the time you hear this, I'll, I'll be a dad. No, 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 no don't, before don't. the next episode. Yeah, before the next before episode. Before the next episode. Well, maybe. I don't know. A kid might come early. Could do, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could be right. All, All right. right. So, 400 Thunder. We actually had two events yes. since the last um, last podcast. Um, the 6th of January, New Year's Thunder. That, that got our John Zapier back in the win circle. Yeah, it sent him straight to number one on the points, too. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty stout 570. Um, I mean, Betty in the final had some uh, blower belt issues, um, and that got him in the points lead. Didn't last too long. It only lasted all of two weeks. Yes, and the Moitz team have, have now got yet, and it's I think it's nine points in it, yeah? The points 
Yes, yes, it is. Nine, nine points. points. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then it's a significant jump down to Frankie Taylor. But but you know what? What the last event? Mm. And you know this is the thing. People have been saying, oh, you know, with the big money of Moitz and we we got Spinozzi coming in and we've got Scotty McLean. These are like teams that are throwing millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. The, these people are, are well, not quite billionaires, but mm. you know, pretty close to being billionaires. The Bill Gates. The, the Bill Gates. Probably yeah. the Donald Trump. The Donald Trumps of drag racing. Yeah. That's a, more appropriate, I think. Bill Gates actually smart. I think. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can take that how you want. The thing that got me was, um, and, and this is, there was a race meeting, an Andrew meeting on at Portland, mm, right? Yes. Yep. So I had some customers and friends that were, um, were racing at Portland. They actually stopped to watch the live streaming to see Zap run. Yeah. <laughs> right? And off the trailer, he goes to 565. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. I mean, he certainly wasn't his how, top qualifier. In, how do you do that? How do you unload the car off the I'm trailer? I'm not sure, he, but he has a knack of... It's not the first time he's done it. I, I mean, know. arguably, late last year, he went... What did he do? He went in the... I think he went 60s. It wasn't the first official run but he, he had a, he had a, it didn't start up for his first run so they took it back to the pit and then yeah anyway a 65 though yeah anyway nonetheless nonetheless he um uh he, he overpowered the track in the final mm. and uh paul mohoyet sensational 574 to yep. take the win mm-hmm. um you know let's not take Credit away, credit's due there. That's a, a epic run for those yeah, guys. It is, yeah. And considering this is their first season and mm. they're at the the top of the points, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got to say that that uh, certainly feeding the door slammer rectangular dollar bills mm. is working for it. <laughs> well, the next event is actually here in Perth at the Perth Motorplex. It's the Western National, so it I'm is. looking forward to that. That actually, unfortunately, now, now, conflicts with race wars. It, it, that's what I was going to say. Does that event? It does conflict. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah it sure wow. does. Yeah, that's tragic. It is because actually, um, yeah. they they should actually be working together. I'm sure mm. that they can help promote each other. Yeah, and yeah. the Motorplex right now, well, drag racing in general needs a good shot in the mm. arm. Yeah, um, they could probably. You know, run some events before race wars mm. in conjunction with race wars to help promote drag racing. Yeah, yeah. One thing, just quickly, I haven't got in the notes. I wanted to talk about the New Year's Thunder was interestingly a one-day event, and they had almost a record—not a record crowd, but it was very well attended. We should we should we be looking back at one-day events and not and quitting on these two-day events? I, I think the problem is that drag racing is you know being tarnished i mean it's not just drag racing it's cars in general being tarnished Mm. their reputation is being tarnished because we see cars killing people on the roads Mm. we're constantly being bombarded uh with this rhetoric about the pollution that you know cars create and uh you know obviously people are trying to sell us on the electric deal which i've got nothing against the electric deal i see that as, as being the future but um while you've got all of that negativity, it doesn't really encourage or inspire kids to want to, mm. you know. I mean, for example, driver's licenses, not just here, but worldwide, the lowest number of people getting driver's licenses now. It's incredible, isn't it? I, I'm amazed. I, I don't well, when to... you consider the population growth spurt that we've had, mm. you know, it doesn't make any sense. How could yeah. there be less people now getting a license than there was 10 years ago? Mm. But that's what's happening. Yeah. So I think that, that the first thing that needs to happen is we need to get this evil stigma away from 
you know, drag racing in particular. Drag racing, the, the, the biggest problem that we've got is we live in this world now where it's all about recycling and conservation and solar power, etc., etc. And our sport is counterproductive. Yeah. You think about it, we're trying to burn the most amount of fuel in the shortest amount of time. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? So everything about what we're doing goes against what kids are being taught yeah, these days yeah, you know yep. so you need to take that into consideration and that that is a big hurdle that we need to overcome uh i um i, I don't know you know like you hear promoters talk about this crap and they talk about you know the three-round format how that's mm. great because everyone gets to run their cars and it's not what drag racing is about drag racing is about being able to do these finite things I mean, you think about just bracket racing. Yeah. Like, how incredible is it that something that, that burns on a, a liquid, you pour this liquid into the tank mm, right, and yeah. out the exhaust comes fumes, can travel 400 metres with someone in the car usually shifting the gears by hand off mm. a, a taco or a shift light or something and run to within thousandths of a second of what a box that's yeah. measuring the air conditions. You know, the, uh, is it just me that finds that amazing? Oh, I, I'm a, <laughs> you can see I'm a, there's a chemical reaction going on. Yeah. And and all this power is getting driven through, you know, a torque converter, an automatic transmission, a differential suspension, and yet we can time it to within thousands of a second. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it really is an amazing sport when you look at it in, in, in that light. Mm. But when you've got all this negativity... You know, I think that that's playing into it. Yeah. The other thing is the IHRA Andra uh, Thunder 400 mess didn't help because it created division. And this is what the promoters... The promoters are pretty dumb in, in general, right? Mm. Because they only think about their end of the deal. There's never been anyone in the sport that's kind of looked at the overall picture, mm. right? And this is, this is where they all fall short because the promoter says, oh, we don't need Group 3. We don't need, you know, they're all dickheads. They just whinge a lot. We just want Group 1 and we'll get the TV and we'll do this and we'll do that. Maybe you will. Well, I'm not going to argue that you will or you won't. I mean, the, the last few years, I've seen not just uh, being there in person, but you see on TV, they try and cut the, the crowd out because there isn't any. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's embarrassing. I mean, some of the... The um, Aeroflow Nostalgia Nitro Funny Car deals, sometimes they get a whopper crowd. Mm, and then yeah. other times you can see they've deliberately not filmed yeah. in that direction because there's no one in the grandstands, mm. you know. The, the thing that the promoters don't see, that the Thunder 400 guys don't see, that the, the track operators don't see, is that each one of those competitors usually has not just their crew, but their crew's Friends. wives, yeah. kids you know, friends, etc. So for every competitor, you usually have 10 people in the grandstands, yeah, right, yeah. as an average. So you get another 100 competitors. That means you've got another 1,000 people through the turnstiles, yeah, you yeah. know, and that's what we're missing. We used to get 300 competitors at the Motorplex. Mm. I think this last event, I think there was, you know, barely 100, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you're giving up 2,000 people straight away. Now, come Monday after the race meeting... Those 2,000 people, if it was a bomber event and there mm. were some awesome runs and there was a real crowd feel to it, what do you think they're going to do at work? Yeah. They're going to be telling everyone yep. about it. Yep. People are going to get sick of hearing about mm. it, you know? Yeah. So then the next event rolls into town 
and it's like, oh, you know what? I might go and check it out. So now that extra 2,000 people suddenly brings an extra 2,000 people, mm, right? Yeah. And that's how you get these 10,000 people crowds. Now, I don't know what the secret formula was at this event. Maybe that they've stumbled across something. Maybe it was in the marketing. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I guess, I mean, the 6th of January as well, if people are going away for holidays over that Christmas New Year, they're generally back by the 6th perhaps as well. Maybe it was just a timing thing. I really don't know, but I just, I, I thought it was interesting. It was a one-day event, huge crowd. Yeah, well, so, I mean, look, the Western Nationals, you know... It you, used to you, be one Well, day, I yeah. mean, you, you remember when uh, um, Kapiris ran that 6-0. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. 6-0, uh, yeah. you know... That crowd was incredible. Oh yeah, that, that was that's just on video. I think I shot that on your video. Camera, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's on the um, the Fat Pizza Racing yeah. uh, video. You can see the crowd and everyone erupts when mm. when um, you know he runs the number. It was just an incredible, phenomenal yeah. uh, atmosphere. And I remember going to Calder in the heyday of drag racing during the Winfield series. You could not. Like it was hard enough standing in the in the, the grandstands, little yeah. and sitting. Yeah. You know, the sport is incredible, mm. and and it's. It's even better in person than it is on TV. There is nothing on earth that feels like a nitro car. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing. And there is nothing on earth when you see a close door slammer run where they're just door handle the door handle, mm. you know. It, yeah. Nothing like it. So, I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, while this green movement exists and the global warming and everything else, you know, we're always going to cop the raw end of the stick yeah. which is sad because if you think about how much pollution a plane mm. you know like a 747 yeah. or a dump truck on a mine site but you never hear anyone talking about those things no. you never hear people go oh maybe we should catch a boat <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should cruise to america or something, you know so anyway no, no one says that <laughs> I, 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 look i hope it pans out because i don't want to see the sport die yeah you know um I, I i i'm at the point now where i'm sort of going well thunder's it thunder's it mm. you know i'll probably i can't see myself racing group one again anytime soon yeah particularly with a a baby on the way mm. yeah <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> but you know if it if it helps the sport grow then yeah bring it on going to go from the highs of drag racing to the lows of super utes. oh god nick oh, i just wanted to touch base and <laughs> cover off that it's it's growing in popularity let's just 12 let's, utes 12, 12 utes. utes let's just run through the mazda bt50 bt50 it's a beauty the ford ranger which now, i'm surprised that makes it around the track without the gearbox failing <laughs> actually the bt50 has got the same transmission you know they're the same vehicle yeah that's right yeah anyway so the BT50, the Ford Ranger, the same car. Holden, Colorado, Isuzu D-Max. We're seeing a pattern forming here. <laughs> Interesting to note, the D-Max, yeah. right? The architecture of the engine. I reckon this is really cool. Uh, the architecture of the engine for the D-Max is the same as the GM Duramax engine. And the early Duramax engines, right? This is the V8, which they're making yeah. like five, 600 horsepower the tyres out of. Incredible, out of a diesel. Mm. The uh, early Duramax engines were manufactured for GM by Isuzu, and Isuzu actually designed them for GM. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting, no, though. I didn't know that. And the Toyota Hilux. The I Hilux. noticed that no one's using, like, no one's rebadged a Hilux. 
No, no, they haven't. And the other one I found interesting, Nissan, haven't come to the party. So no, no. Don't need to, Navara. This is a joke, Nick. Is, I don't, look, it's a bit of... I've put this in as a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Because but, you know, the, the thing is, they they had something that the crowd was going to. We've covered this a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. People were going to see the... Um, uh, what are they? Trophy truck things. What do they call yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Is that what they call them? Yeah, yeah. So, um, stadium truck. Stadium. Is that... Yeah. Yeah, stadium. Yeah. Anyway, they were going... So, what they've done is... They've taken the utes, the V8 utes, which were fun and, you know, yeah. like a, a lot of bumping and rubbing of, you know, fenders. And uh, they've taken these things, which are basically a heap of shit trader ute. <laughs> That's what they are. I'm going to tell it how it is, right? Although I've got a customer who's got a, a D-Max and it's making, I'm not bullshitting, 900 horsepower at the time. Oh, no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. God. Yeah, I know. I know, it's incredible. The, time I've been. the 640 out of the Magnus really blow my hair back. Yeah, I know. We've got a benchmark now. <laughs> We've got a benchmark. Anyway, so they've taken that trophy truck concept, well, stolen. Mm. They've stolen that trophy truck concept, incorporated it with the trader utes because that gives them an angle to sell the concept to Mazda, Ford, Holden, yeah. Isuzu, Mitsubishi, Toyota, right, and steal sponsorship money out of them. And we've got this eyesore of these things that are slow and have more body roll than an XA Falcon with no sway bars in it. <laughs> Anyone that's driven an XA sway bar, you'll know what I mean. Do you remember Paulie's one? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. There is a reason that they're called boats. There is a reason why. So maybe they should call these the super boats. I have no Super interest. dry boats. You know, even people that have these utes are not interested. I've talked, I've spoken with people that like, like their Navara or like their... Well, listen, Ranger. what I want to know is, right, mm. are these going to be running in the Bathurst 12-hour? No. <laughs> they haven't Thank got a class God. for them? No. No. They haven't they, got a they class haven't got, for them. Wouldn't they fit into the GT class? GT4? Grand Truck? Grand truck, great truck. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going with something serious there. I thought maybe the invited cars, <laughs> invited cars. I don't know. They're so, not definitely the GT3. They're yeah. a lot like a Porsche, aren't they? Exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> so yeah, the Bathurst 12 hour coming up. It's sort of the a bit of a a bit of a. It, it kicks off the motorsport year. Or circuit racing in, in Australia. I think it's a it's hour. a great event that this does not get enough support. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know? And and this is because we've had this culture of the V eights, which now we've got no V eights. Mm. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> sorry, right. Sorry to fill you in on this. Do you think this will grow? I don't know. I, I think that the problem you know, the group C days were great because there was this great rivalry, mm. you know, between Ford and Holden, you know, and yep. those cars look tough. They look mm. like if you're a little kid and you saw those those cars for the first time, they look cool with yeah. the flares and that, you know, they're quite, you know, mm. um, and that was my favourite era was the the yeah. the XD, you know, through to um, XE, XE, and, yeah, yeah. VC. Yeah. VH, VK as well as a VK. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And then we went to Group A, which mm. we, you know, it was a great thing because we had all this international stuff. But in typical that era of Australia fashion, um, 
you know, the controversy with the, the Brock win and the the Sierras getting banned. I mean, you know, what message do you send to the, the international motorsport community? It wasn't a good message at all. And I over the Christmas break, I read the Alan Moffat biography and uh, it, it wasn't a good time in Australia, to be honest. That that wasn't a good look for us. And I think we went backwards. In a you, know, you know what was funny about it? I, um, Shannon's has got this thing on late at night, um, probably because they're such tight asses who couldn't afford to buy a better a better time slot or something or whatever. Anyway. Shout out to Shannon's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, Legends of Motorsport. Now, I don't know yeah. if you've had the opportunity to watch it. Seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes, right? And the Larry Perkins ones, they touched on how they took the Group A mm. uh, Commodore and, and took it on the international scene mm. and got their asses kicked. <laughs> he said it was embarrassing. That's how bad they got beaten. You did. I mean, and Brocky was another team as well. He went over there with, with Alan Moffat, funnily enough. I think that was it. Mm, yeah. He was with Perkins. Yeah, Perkins was only one year, and then oh, I think okay. John Harvey did the the other year. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it wasn't, wasn't a good look at all. I think sixth might have been the best. Was their maybe. best. Yeah, yeah their yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their best. But it wasn't a good look for us at that Bathurst 87. You know, but that's, I mean, you know, you look at the European, and it, it was it, it's all about preparation, Bathurst, mm. right? So the Europeans come over, Tom Walkinshaw with the Jaguars, kick our ass. Yep. Right? The Sierras, mm. Texaco, or whatever it was. Yeah, Klaus Needswitz. Yeah, right? They kicked our ass. Right. They mm. kicked our ass. They're prepared better. Mm, yep. You know what I mean? They're used to this. They're used to doing things properly. I guess at the level we're at now with the V8s, but what, what did we do with the V8s? We created our own class mm, yep. so that we couldn't be compared. You know what I'd like to see? And what I reckon right now in this climate with the way the Australian culture has evolved and the multiculturalism, British Touring Car Series yeah, over here. Yeah, definitely. Mate, that is the best racing I have ever seen mm. in my life. They... They bump each other off the track and then they pull over. Because <laughs> the rule says that if you bump someone off the track, but then you let them go in front, it's okay. You can't get penalised. <laughs> and I reckon that's cool. Give the spot back. Yeah, you give the it. spot. That's give it. The spot back. Yeah. That's what we need. No, so what's going to have the car of the future and all that bullshit that we've gone through? Well, they're going to have Mustang and Camaro bodies now. I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I didn't put it in. The, the Mustang looks like it's going to fall on its on its face. It it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Penske have already noted, or have already come public and said that they cannot work with Ford Australia, and it absolutely <laughs> blows me away that Roger Penske and Tim Sedrick cannot work with Ford Australia. You know, you know the irony ties in the US. You know what the irony of the, this is? When I built that car. Back in 2001, mm. we had two of the greatest people that have been involved in modern Ford Australia. Yeah. Right? We had uh, uh, the ex-head of uh, Ford Motorsports. Uh, Howard Marsden. Howard Marsden. Mm. Right? Absolute gentleman. Yeah. And, you know, bend over backwards to help you. And uh, uh, Jeff Polites. Yeah, Jeff Polites, yep. You know, unfortunately, both succumbed to cancer. Mm. Both legends, and no truer word could be said that the the uh, the good die young because yeah. those guys were champions, and they saw all motorsport as the potential to mm. win on Sunday, sell on Monday. Yeah, you know, and and they thrived on that. Mm. I don't know who's running it now, 
but obviously they're idiots. No, well, Bob Graziano's <laughs> gone. I, I couldn't even tell you who's writing it now. I actually wrote a letter. Well, if you've got Pence, Roger Penske yeah. saying that he can't work with them, nope. then, you know. So they're looking, going, potentially, BMW, Penske, oh, yeah? Australia. Yeah, yeah, because they just can't So work. BMW is going to... But, you know, it's it's dumbass rules. We should be running an international rule. Yeah. This is the problem. You know what? I... I, I I got into a discussion. I had a, um, I had Brett Emer pop in the oh, other yeah. day. Yep. I don't know if you you know who Brett is, but no. Brett Brett is um, regarded one of the top nitro tuners in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works on the Bailey's car. Yep. Been involved with uh, Graham Cowan's uh, top fuel operation and and the Nostalgia Nitro cars. Lovely guy, right? And we were having a bit of a discussion about how, how Australian motorsport tends to create these classes yeah. where we can't draw comparison and then end up looking like mm. right? And Top Door Slam is a classic example of this, right? So we've always been allowed to run a screw blower, mm. right? As opposed to IHRA, which was the closest class in the Pro Modified, which was limited to a 1471, okay? Yep. In the early days, they had to run the engine and cylinder head from that make of car. So Chevy had to run a Chevy-style engine. Ford had to run the, the Ford, you know, which the Hemi, and then you've got the Chrysler, et cetera, et cetera. And then they opened the rules up and allowed them all to run the Chrysler, but they gave them limited valve sizing, which is still in play as far as I know to today, right? Yep. Now, you think about it. We're allowed 108 over, uh, I think it's 108 over, right? D-series PSI supercharger, right? They're only allowed a 1471, right, 16 over mm-hmm. with the new overdrive cap. Yep. Yep. Okay? They're running 570s mm. fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Here, we've got John Zapier, who's up here, mm. right? And then we've got a couple other billionaires that are slightly below him, right? Mm. And then you've got the rest of the field, some of which have been racing for longer than I've lived, True, it's true, right? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe not the actual driver, but mm. the team, yeah. the the you know the people that own the cars, etc. And they're struggling to run five eighties, mm. where you got these guys with fourteens running, and the yeah. weight difference is not that much. Mm. You know what I mean? To be a tenth of a second in the weight, and the V eight supercars is a classic example. We created this class, right? And and I think that this this needs to be said down the road from here is uh, Hyperdrive, mm, right? Yep. Now, the guy that owns Hyperdrive, Andrew, top bloke, mm. right? He's got an SR20, mm-hmm. right, powered, like right? S13 Silvia, yep. okay? It runs in the streetcar class. Now, there is a formula in the streetcar class, which is a tyre size versus a weight versus a capacity, yep. right? They have this beautiful formula. It's, it really is a work of art. Cams have done a fantastic job being able to match all sorts of vehicles, whether it be a six-liter Commodore right up to your two-liter S13 Turbo, right? He goes around the track with that car on a road tire, on a treaded road tire, because it's a controlled tire, mm-hmm. right? In 59 seconds. Oh, wow. Right? What do the touring cars go around there? Uh, 56, 57, 55, around there, yeah. Right? And his isn't fully developed yet, mm. and he's actually overweight for his cubic capacity because he wanted to run a slightly bigger tyre. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you want to put the bigger tyre, you've got to carry the weight. So he could go to a bigger motor. You know what I mean? So you're thinking, 
If you can get an S13 with a 2 litre to go around that track within, you know, a couple of tenths, you mm. know what I mean? Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah. these V8 guys, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to end up with like an event like the Bathurst 12-hour where someone's going to go, wait a minute, what did that thing just run? Now, the, the classic at the moment is the Porsche Cup, right? So the Porsche Cup is, is for, for rich right, that, that think that they're racing car drivers. That's the truth of the matter because they're competing against guys that are running the V8 supercars and it makes them feel a bit better if they can, you know, overtake them maybe or keep up with them or whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're racing car drivers. You're just a rich <laughs> That's all there is to it. It's as simple as that, okay? Don't try and kid yourself. Now, they always draw the comparison about the difference between driving those cars and they go, oh, you know, the Porsches, they, they don't have the power, but because they've got a bigger tyre, they can go around the corners faster. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. W whatever the story is, at the end of the day, let's go to an international set of rules and let's suffer the critique and suffer the fact that we're just not as good as those guys are yeah. and live with it and move on and learn to be as good as them. Mm. You know, that was the failing of Group A was the fact that Australia went, well, this isn't fair, we're getting beaten, you know, which is probably why we ended up with a bunch of schmucks yeah. that didn't get first, second, third ribbons, got a participation certificate instead because really we're a nation of sooks at the moment. Mm. Yep, yep. No, no, I'm, I agree. And that, that's what's wrong with the three-round format. Yeah. See? Eliminations is the first, second, and third. The, the gold, <laughs> the silver, and the bronze. Right? Three-round format, participation certificate. Yeah. Oh, you had a go, mate. Do another lap. Come on. <laughs> Come on, have another crack. All right. Should we... I think we need to give our listeners an uh, update on the... Camry. Oh, the Camry. Okay, so for those of you that haven't been following, mm -hmm. basically, over Chrissy, I've got the shits, and uh, Dave, my ex-brother-in-law, who's a champion, who was meant to be here tonight, actually. <laughs> He's probably turning up still. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to be going home. He's going to be working on it by himself. Anyway, we came in, basically got a stock standard Camry, dead stock $600 special. Funny story. Bought it on the side of the road off a guy at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was all a bit sketchy, dodgy. I liked it. <laughs> but the car's legit. Yeah, the car's the, legit. The, it's just the, the, the guy was... I don't know why the, the steering barrel was snapped off or... <laughs> Are you making this up? <laughs> the steering wheel wasn't snapped. It was so. You changed the column on it. Oh, I thought we did that because <laughs> the other one was just looked nicer. Oh, is that what? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going Anyway, with. no, no, it's legit. It's legit. Um, anyway, so we took the hot side and the cold side. Well, actually, me and Dave took the hot, the hot side that we'd already made. That's you. Oh. Oh, it's Dave. I'm going to put him on speaker. Dave, you're, you're live on Talking Power. <laughs> How are there? Yeah, good, good. We nearly we nearly wrapped up. I reckon we've got another ten minutes on the on the uh, on the podcast. Oh, okay, all right, I'll head out. Oh, okay, all right. We'll see you when you get here. <laughs> are you doing work, or is that it? Uh, yeah. Well, I want to take you for a drive before I break it. I want to take you for a drive before I break it. <laughs> oh, I'll come back to the 
Yeah, it has to be tonight because <laughs> I'm probably going to break it. <laughs> to- No, no, we're good. We're, we're good. good. All right, mate. Good. Uh, give us about twenty. I'll be out there. All right. See you then. Catch ya. Right, there you have it. Impeccable timing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dave and I took the hot side, bolted it on this stock Camry, and then uh, I came in and did the fuel system over a couple of days over the Chrissy break while we were shut, and then Nick and I. Came in and did the cold side. Mm. I'd already cut the holes that needed to be cut. Yeah. And uh, as you'll see, if if you haven't already posted the videos, it, it actually no. started up, <laughs> which it's was incredible, a shock. Really, it was straight away off the bat. Like, but you know, Jamie, Jamie from Shift Kits, I can't say enough good things about him or the Mega Squirt system. I'm absolutely blown away mm. that uh, now. Speaking of which. My background with EFI goes back, you know, like straight out of high school. Right? Yep. So the early Microtechs just had a couple of dials and then, then the later ones, you know, had the hand controller. And I've been used to tuning in milliseconds, right? So the way the modern EFI systems, and this, this goes for the, you know, factory setups like in the Commodores and so on, they use a, a volumetric efficiency table, yeah. VE table, right? So this is where electronics guys and uh, mechanical engineers get together mm. and talk bullshit, basically. Because yep. yep. <laughs> the theory of a VE table is that you go to a certain point and so, so just uh, for those of you that don't understand volumetric efficiency, uh, let's take the Camry engine, right? It's three litres, Okay. That's the swept volume. So that's the, if we added up the volume of each cylinder from when the piston's at the top to when the piston's at the bottom, it would work out to three litres. So basically each cylinder's half, half a litre. Yep. So theoretically it's a four-stroke engine, so it needs two turns of the crankshaft for it to do a full cycle. Theoretically, if you turn the crankshaft two turns, it should move three litres of air. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, okay? And this is where volumetric efficiency comes into it. So at certain RPMs, you could get close to 100% VE on certain engines, like a pro stock engine, for example, or a Formula One engine, you'll, you'll exceed 100% volumetric yeah. efficiency. It's done through uh, what used to be referred to as the ram air effect, where uh, every time the valve shuts, there's a pulse. Yeah. If you get the pulses to hit each other in a certain way, they'll actually force more air into the motor than what the engine's you know, mm. capable of. Then when you add boost to it, so one bar of boost, if the engine reaches 100% VE at one bar, you'll reach 200% VE, yeah. right? So that's the theory behind the table. But um, it, it kind of gets a little bit lost because, number one, there's some stuff going on in the background in a lot of these programs that take boost into account. So theoretically, that VE table isn't really volumetric efficiency. They're just calling it that, mm. you know? So it's it's been a bit of a learning curve for me. And the other thing is that um, a lot of these modern EFI deals have auto-tune. Now, a lot of people are skeptical. Old guys like me are skeptical. I'm old, not that old. Well, maybe I am. Anyway. Old school. Old school guys, yeah. Uh, you know, we're skeptical about this. And you and I discovered this firsthand mm. We, we've broken some stuff on the Camry. Now, now it's not major stuff, right? It's stuff that you would expect a car that's got 274,000 kilometres on it to break. 
for example, we've broken the engine mounts, mm-hmm. right? Partially because I'm thrashing it. Partially because it's got a turbo on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> partially because it's got 274,000 Ks on it. And when we made, or when I made the manifolds, uh, I, I didn't allow enough clearance because I didn't expect that we'd break engine mounts. So yeah. we took out one of the O2 sensors and, of course, the auto-tune function uses the O2 sensors. Now, in this particular vehicle, we have two O2 sensors, one for each bank, and it the default was 15.5. The other one's reading fine. It averages them out and it tunes accordingly. So it was adding fuel when it should have really been pulling fuel. Yep. Right? So, you know, that was a bit of a learning curve, hence why I've gone back to manual tuning. Nothing wrong with the the way the ECU works. It's incredible Mm. to watch it actually doing its thing. It's just that I'm old school and I'd prefer to tune manually. Yeah. Yeah, no. no, Nonetheless, so we got it all running and uh, we had a little bit of a balls up in that I didn't plug one of the holes in the wastegate, my, my mistake. Um, you know, back in the day, wastegates had two holes in them, not 50, <laughs> right? It does have a lot of holes at the end. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, you've got to account for the millennials. They're too lazy to undo the screws and turn the gate, right, which is ha- what we used to have to do, yeah. right? So, you know, the, the smart gate companies go, well, you know what, we'll just put lots of holes in there so they don't need to. They can have the outlet whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I'll see that. Anyway, yep. so, so we went out for our first drive and we had 27 pounds boost. <laughs> mm. Who's driving? I was driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was driving, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, theoretically, this motor should have sprayed itself by now. And if you look at the conrods and pistons and gudgeon pins in this engine, right, you, you'd be going, bullshit, you had 27. But we had 27. The saving grace is the air-fuel ratios were like 8 to 1. So the thing was rich misfiring and, you know, carrying on. But we've got the gate sorted. We've got 7 pounds in it now, which is all it'll make with the standard, yes, you heard me, standard <laughs> Toyota 2-inch OD, not ID. So that makes it an inch and 7 eight, I believe. Pea shooter exhaust. Pea shooter exhaust and twin mufflets. <laughs> um, it's seven pounds. Uh, it's hanging in there. The, the first turbo, we put a standard XR6 turbo uh, that we got. Because, you know, kind of we had this bit of a discussion about where we were going with this and, you know, rods and pistons, this and that. And we kind of lost the, um, the intent. Mm. The intent was that we're going to get a heap of shit and put a hairdryer on it. And that's what we've got now. We're gonna, so we went and bought a heap of shit turbo, 500 bucks, um, and put that on there. And uh, Nick forgot to tighten one of the bolts. <laughs> what a shit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I, I heard this leak, which was an exhaust leak, because it was one of the turbine housing bolts. And I thought, oh, shit, you know, I, I better check this out. And that was, I, was, I took my pregnant, my nine-month pregnant wife for a drive in this thing. <laughs> And it breaks down. So, so my baby boy, oh, I didn't really, we made it back. There's no issue there. My baby boy is already used to the G-forces. He already thinks I'm crazy. Hasn't even been born yet. So I, I, I took, <laughs> took it for a drive, got back, and there was this popping noise. I thought, oh, shit, I've broken something, or the manifolds are cracked, or, you know. Got the turbo half off, and that's when I realized, hang on, there's a bolt missing. Oh, that's right. Nick left it loose. <laughs> so, so, so in doing that, um, the $500 t- dollar turbo, 
the, air, the bearing had started getting noisy, so thank God. So we put the one that Grant um, mm. serviced for us, put that on there, and um, it's it's hanging in there at this yeah. stage. Um, as, as you heard, I'm, I'm really keen to take Dave for a drive in it before we break it mm. <laughs> because it is kind of... It really, you have to go for a drive or drive this thing to really get your head around what it's like because um, front-wheel drive cars should not... And, you know, I mean, look, at seven pounds, at best, this has got 300 horsepower, right? Now, I don't know whether it's a combination of the, the little tweaks that we've done here and there on the car. I don't know what it is, but it feels like it's got a lot more than 300 horsepower. It's an incredible car to drive. I mean, I've... It's, it's it's amazing. It's a testament to what you've done, really. Oh, well, we've done. We've done. It's been a group effort, you know. That's a turbo bolt loose. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, so um, I'm hoping, like, I, I don't know for sure, but um, I think that it's together enough that we can take it down to the motorplex, mm. right? And, and the tune, we haven't added on the dyno because I know that I'll break it on the dyno because it's just too easy to go, let's just find a little bit more boost in it. <laughs> right. So if it survives tonight, there is the possibility that, you know, we'll get it down to the Plex shortly mm. and just see what it runs. I don't know what Scott's run since he's put the car back together. I think his best before was a 12 or a 12-1. So 12 at drag week, he rattled off a... 12 ones and 12 twos, but I don't believe it's gone quicker so, than 12 But I, 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 feel that, I feel that right now, um, and, and we'll post up some photos of the finished product, right? Because I, I, my wife's had this annoying uh, noise from her car for as long as we've known each other. And uh, it, it started making that noise after she had a, um, a, a slight car accident. All right. right? And I've changed wheel bearings. I've done all sorts of things on this thing, trying to eliminate the, the noise. And I went and bought uh, another set of rims, right? And because I was suspect on this one rim and tire, and it fixed it. I swapped it over. I swapped two of the rims and tires over, and it's fixed it. So I've got the noisy ones on the camera oh, here. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> that's where they're from. <laughs> yeah. So so that's Nicole's contribution. She's, oh, she's she's donated quite a good contribution. I actually. think it is. I think it is. So we've got mags. So that saved a whole. Uh, I think um, that was it was a it was a substantial amount of twelve weight. kilos. Well, that's which is twenty eight nine pounds. Pounds, yeah, which is like three hundredths of a second. Yeah, that's not a lot, <laughs> but it's still it's anyway, a contribution anyway. in any event. Uh, we also got. A, another set of springs from Stewie, and Stewie also supplied the um, the top engine mount mm -hmm. uh, from WO Suspensions. If you need any suspension work done, go and see the guys there because uh, no nothing is out of their realm. You get some guys looking at you going, you want to do what? But he was on board. He yeah, was yeah. like, you want yeah, a Camry? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and we gave it its first wash this mm. afternoon, and um, it's white. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was sort of <laughs> greeny, dark, blacky kind of colour. So uh, fingers crossed we'll get it down there before we break it. Um, because, you know, like I've said in one of the videos, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of the, when. The timer is counting. <laughs> the timer, yeah, the timer is well and truly on its way. It had 274,000 Ks on it before we started. Yeah. I think uh, in the last week, 
it's probably done as much damage as another 274,000 guys would have. We've sort of done... uh, We've done a good 18 years worth of yeah, yeah <laughs> wear and tear yeah, yeah, <laughs> in a week. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where we're at. So, um, you know, look, we've still got the bits for the other motor. Yep. Um, I've been told that these camshafts are going to be here sometime soon, hopefully before next Christmas. <laughs> so, I don't think you're going to break this one anyway, so... Nah, no, nah, we're going to break it. We're about. definitely going to break it, Nick. Yeah, but, but, you know, like you really, what you need to do is you need to let our listeners uh, see the size and the material that the factory con rods and pistons mm. are made out of. Like, the papier-mâché would be a stronger material for sure, <laughs> 100%. And, and the rods, China, I don't mean that they're made in China. They're I made. think they're made from <laughs> China. <laughs> I'm scared that if you drop... In fact, we should put one of the factory rods... Uh, to the test and do a drop test on it and see if it shatters because oh, I'm God. fairly convinced that it would. Yeah, right. They've got Bakelite uh, coating on it as well. I think the bearings are Bakelite. <laughs> I think the ba- yeah, it's got Bakelite bearings. Papier-mâché pistons, Bakelite bearings, china if you know, rods. If you know anyone at Toyota, uh, point them in our direction and just show them what we've been doing oh, as the, well. The thing is, I would love to get a modern Camry. Mm. Yeah. Um, because they they have got the the last of the uh, Orions, which mm. is you know it's a Camry. Yeah, it's bloody, yeah it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, um, has got a full forged motor from factory. Yeah, because they made them um, TRD supercharger mm. ready. Uh, and for those of you that haven't seen it yet, check out our intercooler. Mm. We've got it's the it's latest. Facebook, it's the latest in, in Toyota race development. <laughs> <laughs> accessories there. You know what, when, when Toyota see that, they probably won't when it comes It's a, Look, the, the, the turd stands for Toyota's underrated drag car. Right? That's what turd stands for because, you know, we're going to show these guys. We're going to show these Falcon Brigade. I'm, I'm, I've turned. I've turned. I'm, I'm oh, no really? longer... Fo- yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about putting the Camry body on the door slammer. <laughs> I have to see if Andrew will approve it first, uh. but... They probably won't. It was Australian built. Yeah. Well, that's, so yeah, that's, the that's, rules, that's mate. Yeah. F- rules are Aussie built up until Oop, not that long ago. You have ago. to bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. All right, Simon. I think David will be here soon, so we might wind this one up. This is gone. Wow, this is a long one, this one. It's a long one. Mm. We said we we're going to do a short one. I know. We go. didn't have much to talk about because you wanted to talk about the Utes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I had to put it in there. Super Utes. Hey, Simon, all the best. They don't even run on super there. I know. Diesel. Diesel. (laughs) Simon, all the best for the next couple of weeks. It's exciting times ahead. I'm not talking about the Camry either. So you will will very some very memorable moments about to come. Oh, I can't wait, mate. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet meet my son for the first time. Mm, That's a beautiful feeling. So all the best with that. And... um, We'll catch up with you soon. We'll, there'll still be another podcast in a couple of weeks. It might just be me or myself, or if someone wants to come on, let me know. No, we might do it with a screaming child in the background, and we'll add some authenticity. Really? <laughs> no, you want to think about that. I'll give it a tip. <laughs> well, I've been told everyone, the, the midwives and that are telling me that they're nocturnal when they're born. Yeah, yeah. They you know, are. some primeval sort of, you know, when we're running from dinosaurs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I tend to agree with that. <laughs> 
All right. Thanks a lot, Simon. <laughs> thanks, Nick. Thanks for having All me right. on the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Subscribe to us on iTunes if you can because, you know, the more subscriptions we have on iTunes, the, uh, the better possibility we have of getting some sponsorship. So if you can, subscribe to us on iTunes. Go to SoundCloud, um, our Facebook page as well. As I said, Instagram, like us, share us, and uh, that would be great. See you on the street. See you guys. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.